I go, I go in Greek is pieno. 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 So this Y sound is just a ramba, no? With the E sound after it being softened. Pieno, I go. How would you say I'm going to my friend's house? And we mean a male friend. Pieno sto spiti tu filumu. Very good. Pieno sto spiti tu filumu. Good. Pieno, pieno also has a shorter version. Pieno, the whole thing kind of gets swallowed up into pau, pau, pau. So pieno, such a long word for such a common verb that managed to kind of contract to pau. So pieno and pau both exist. And we know that G's, like in pieno, can get swallowed away easily. Like we have leo, I, I say or I tell. And then we saw that it actually has a hidden G, like in the past, elera, or like in other versions, the alero. Tro, I eat, and then etroga, I was eating. So we can see how that can happen. So pieno or pau, I'm going. What was the word for all? Hola. Good, hola. What version of it did you give me? Uh, that's the neuter. The neuter... Neuter plural. The neuter plural. Okay, as long as we're aware of that, <laughs> no? Every day, we could have cathemera each day, or we could also have all the days. So you can use either, cathemera for every day, or all the days. How would all the days be? Oles y meres. Oles y meres. Very good. And how would you say I go every day? Pieno oles tis meres. Pieno oles tis meres. Pau oles tis meres. And here we have tis meres, no? Because when we say every day, I go every day, we mean on every day. And that's on them rather than on they. So mostly with time expressions, no? When we're saying when we do something, we have them in the her rather than the she form. In the him rather than the he form. So, pau, pieno, oles, tis, meres. But if we say cathemera, for example, we don't need to worry about that. In cathemera, there's nothing there that's going to change depending on whether it's behaving like he or him or she or her. He goes to his friend's house every day. Pieni sto spiti tu filu cathemera. Good, but to his friend's house. Sto spiti tu filu tu cathemera. Very good. Pieni sto spiti tu filu tu cathemera. And apart from pieni, we could also have pai. So pau becomes pai for he or she or it. How would you say she goes to her friend's house every day? Still a masculine friend, but she goes to her friend's house every day. Pieni sto spiti tu filu tis cathemera. Very good. Pieni o pai sto spiti tu filu tis cathemera. This u ending to match tu, like in tu filu, is only with os nouns. Otherwise, we would just drop the s of the masculine noun. So if you say, for example, the house of the man, how is that? To spiti tu andra. Very good. To spiti tu andra. So we just drop the s from andras. I teach is didasco. Didasco. I teach. Didasco. Like didactic in English. Didactic has got to do with teaching. How would you say he teaches Greek? Didaski elenica. Good. Didaski elenica. He used to teach Greek. 
Vidaske Elenika? Very good. Vidaske Elenika. So we just use our standard Vidasko, now our open standard form of the verb, and we put the accent back and use our past ending. Vidaske. Vidaske Elenika. He used to teach, she used to teach Greek. What do you think the closed version of Vidasko might be? So we can look at didactic, no, in English, and see if we can find in didactic anything that looks like one of the possibilities we have for building our closed version. I suspect it's going to turn into a X. Yes. Why? The X and the C, the K sound are very similar. Yeah, of course, in didactic we have the K, no? On the stress syllable, didactic. And that can make us suspect that from didasco we will have didaxo. So actually... The S and the K of didasco switch around in the closed form, didaxo. But in didasco, S, K are two letters, and then in didaxo, X, K, S is just one letter. How would you say he taught? Didaxe. Didaxe. How again was I go or I'm going? Pieno. Pieno or? Pau. Pau. The teacher is o daskalos. O daskalos. O daskalos. The teacher's house is tospiti tu daskalu. Tospiti tu daskalu. Do you notice anything odd here? O daskalos, tospiti tu daskalu. Yeah, the accent moves back from daskalos to daskalu. So forward, no? Uh, yeah. But it moves. It gets closer to the end. O daskalos tu daskalu. And this didn't happen before, no? When we said tospiti tu filu, tospiti tu filu mu, we went from o filos to tu filu. Ta problemata tu cosmu, o cosmos tu cosmu. Here, the accent didn't change. So with longer nouns, this u can pull the accent closer to it. This can happen with longer nouns, like daskalos tu daskalu. So you should pay attention in Greek for accents, stresses, moving for grammatical reasons, let's say. We saw it in the past. We pull the accent back into the past and make sure it's the third syllable from the end when we build our past. With those new two words, we get the plural by adding ta onto. Now, when they are longer as well, this can make the accent move. We saw to problema and then ta problemata. Now, so we've seen a few examples of this. And now we see it here again. So when we have a longer noun ending os and we change that to u, we could see that accent moving. O daskalos. So don't try to memorize where this happens, just be aware that it does happen in Greek, that this is a feature of Greek, that you may see accents moving around when you change words, and look out for it so you can get reminded live of when an accent might move. You can also find various hooks to remind you of when this happens. So for example, I mentioned Chrysostomos Chrysostomou. Chrysostomou. No, that you might see somebody with the same first and second name and see the accent move in the name. So there we can have a very nice example, Chrysostomos, and then Chrysostomu, of how the accent moves in that longer word because the os changes to u. So when we come across these things, listening and practicing Greek, we should think about why an accent has moved when we notice it. And this way, remind us of the occasions that this happens in and revise these peculiarities on the go, rather than worrying about memorising them all.